Hello, everybody. I'm Warren Smith with Ministry Watch, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Ministry Watch Extra episode. Uh, today's uh, podcast episode is based on my editor's notebook column, which we post uh, most weekends here at Ministry Watch. I'm going to have a link to that article in the show notes for today's program. This week, I was in a meeting in Colorado Springs to discuss mental health issues with ministry leaders from around the country. And one of the presenters at this meeting was Dr. Jean Twinkie. If you don't know her work, let me strongly recommend it to you. She is a professor at San Diego State University and the author of a number of books, including Generation Me and The Narcissism Dilemma. But we were more concerned in this meeting about her book, iGen. In this book, Twingy argued that smartphones and social media were the most likely causes of the sudden increase in mental health issues that we see among teens, an increase that started in 2007 with the introduction of the iPhone, but which became pronounced after 2012. Now, that's the date that the penetration of smartphones reached 50% in the United States. She showed us historical charts that showed how the rates of depression, unhappiness, suicide, and related mental pathologies rose dramatically beginning in 2012. You can get a great summary of her arguments, by the way, by going to a 2017 Atlantic Magazine article that she wrote. It's an article that is based on her book, iGen. And again, I'll have a link to that article in the show notes as well. Now, this topic is particularly relevant to Ministry Watch because we often write about mental health issues, though sometimes indirectly. We write about them, for example, when we write articles about suicide among ministry leaders. Just this week, we posted a story that was based on a survey of United Methodist pastors. They worry more and are less happy than they were a decade ago. In less than four years, the four years that I've been the president of Ministry Watch, we've published more than 50 articles involving a pastor or a ministry leader and suicide. And for various reasons, we have chosen not to publish many more. In fact, if you search our site for the phrase mental health, you get nearly 60 hits. So the bottom line is this. Anyone who thinks that mental health is not a key issue for churches and ministries is simply not paying attention. But why? Why do we have this mental health crisis in our country? Could our smartphones really be responsible for all of this carnage and suffering? Well, I think the honest answer to that is probably not. The causes of our current mental health crisis are varied and many. Surely the opioid epidemic plays a role. Studies show that those who participate in weekly religious services tend to be happier, and we've seen a decline in weekly church attendance. So these are just two of many factors that are likely contributing to the current state of affairs. But it does strain credulity 
to think that smartphones are playing absolutely no role at all. According to Gene Twenge, smartphones and social media cause us to have less face-to-face interaction with our friends. They encourage us to sleep less. They keep us from pursuing other healthier activities out of doors. These are all activities that contribute to mental health, and we're not even talking about the actual content that we see on our devices, such as pornography or other corrosive content that we can now too readily encounter on the internet. In fact, one of the aha moments for me during Gene Twingy's presentation came during the question and answer session. In fact, I asked her during that Q&A if the content mattered. She acknowledged that it is better to watch an educational video on YouTube than to watch pornography. But then she made this point. The negative impacts on mental health were not content-specific. Those negative consequences, things like less sleep, less interaction with other people face-to-face, Those consequences showed up no matter what we were watching on our phones. The problem was this medium itself. The problem was the smartphone. They are constantly with us and always on. So even if the content is innocuous, the medium is the problem. So what are we to do about it? We can't simply ban smartphones. They simply become too ubiquitous and too vital to many legitimate business and other activities. But Twingy and others have advocated putting limits on them. Twingy said that we shouldn't, for example, take our smartphones to bed. She has an elegantly simple reply to those who say that they use their smartphones as an alarm clock. She said, simply buy an alarm clock. She's one of many who are now calling for smartphone bans in schools. She encourages designated certain times of the day, such as mealtimes, as technology-free zones. Now, I'll be the first to admit that these suggestions are not new and not particularly innovative. A lot of Christian ministries that I admire, such as Axis, Summit Ministries, Celebrate Kids, which is led by Kathy Cook, and the Colson Center, where I previously worked, have been making similar recommendations for years. I particularly like Kathy Cook's wise and highly readable book, Screens and Teens, if you're looking to dig a little deeper into these questions. But I think what is new here is a much clearer understanding of the cost of not doing these things. Our children are unhappy. Our ministry leaders and pastors are suffering and in some cases dying. These are terrible realities, but they also focus the mind. Massive social changes can happen quickly when the cost of the status quo becomes greater than the cost of change. For example, when was the last time you saw someone light up a cigarette in a restaurant? When was the last time you got in your car without buckling your seatbelt? These behaviors were common a generation ago, but they're virtually non-existent today, largely because we began to learn more about what these behaviors were costing us. So change is possible, even massive social change. 
Yeah, the cost will be great, but again, the cost of not changing, we can now plainly see, is greater still. I'd like to thank Rich Rosel and Jeff McIntosh. They're the producers for today's program. Also, uh, Casey Suddeth, Stephen DeBerry, uh, Kim Roberts, and Christina Darnell provide technical, editorial, and other support. I'm Warren Smith, the president of Ministry Watch. Thanks so much for joining me for today's Ministry Watch Extra podcast. Again, I will have links to the article on which this uh, podcast episode was based along with links to Gene Twenge's 2017 article in the Atlantic Monthly, uh, if you'd like to dig deeper. Till then, may God bless you.